Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ramos, how was your weekend? Uh, It was pretty good, uh, except for the Mets. Now, what about Game of Thrones? Do you, I, do you watch it? Was it a bad? Uh, for, everything on Twitter was what a crappy uh, finale it was. Was it crappy? Do you watch it? Tell me more. Yeah, I do watch it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was great. Uh, my friend, who's a big fan, watched it with him, and he hated it. So uh, you could see the prevailing wisdom on Twitter for most people is they did not like it. Of course, there's some people try to rationalize it, saying it wasn't bad. But yeah, I don't think people really enjoyed this season and yeah I was a little disappointed in the ending as well I don't know I remember a lot of people like for example I don't know if you were a Sopranos watcher I didn't like the last Sopranos I mean maybe it grew on me a little bit but I, I remember sitting there going seriously is that it yeah I know a lot of people didn't like that for sure and I wonder if that was done because you know there was rumors that they wanted to do a movie and then obviously Gandolfini passed away so I wonder if that was a possibility down the road. So you just never know. I think most people do not like season finales in, in a lot of shows. I thought Breaking Bads was pretty good, though. I did, too. I liked it. And people were bashing Dexter's finale. I, I thought never, the, the Wire you know, was pretty good. Was Dexter? I started watching Dexter. I think I might it's have good. seen. It's good. Oh, it's yeah, good, dude. But I, everyone says that the, season, the ending to the season was horrible. I haven't seen it. Was, it was. Really it really was bad. Well, actually, it was, you, you kind of get it, but it was bad, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. I, I might have watched. I don't even know if I got through the first season. I definitely watched at least six, seven episodes, and it was pretty good. And I don't know what happened. I guess uh, I just. Oh, there were some seasons like season two, three, four. Dexter got better. And then it got a little, you know, crappy toward the end. But there was like a sweet spot of like maybe seasons two, three, four. Definitely worth watching. Okay. Maybe I'll have to jump back into that then. Yeah. Bring, bring that out. It's a really good one. I mean, I thought The Wire ended pretty well. Remember that one? Yeah. Wire was a great show. I love The Wire. Yeah. I could watch that a thousand times. So I don't know. I guess what it is, we build up our expectations so much, right? We're expecting it to be the best ending ever. And it never fulfills that. Well, I think that was part of it. Uh, you know, there was such high expectations for this show, a lot of build up to it. People were waiting uh, basically 2 years for the final season. And I just think that people were disappointed before this though. A lot of people were not happy with the way the season began. So, you know, some people are very difficult to please and other people are kind of justified and it seemed like it cut was kind of rushed. The writers changed and See, writers changing is huge. You know, sometimes a show will start out with one set of writers, and then maybe like between season three or four, they change the writers. And that happened like in House of Cards, and you can tell sometimes that the writing's just not as good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I thought overall it was disappointing uh, in into the series uh, last night. 
Speaking of Justified, did you ever see the series Justified? Yeah, that was good. That was I don't good. know. Someone told me to watch it. Maybe it was you, but yeah, was that good. was a, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, I like the yeah. the actors in there. It definitely was a good show. Yeah, Justified is one of my favorite shows. I'll give you a show that's really weird, but it's not weird. It's a bad word. Rectify on Sundance. It's about a guy who supposedly kills a girl, but you don't know whether he does or doesn't. It's really good too. It's kind of a slow burn, but it's really good. Okay, and that's still ongoing, or it's done? No, it's done. Okay. You ever yeah, seen yeah. Sons of Anarchy? Oh, I love Sons I, of that's Anarchy. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. But that wasn't a great ending, though. The last episode wasn't great. Mm, no, but I love the show. Like, I felt great. like that was a show where each single episode would have been a season finale in any other show. Yeah, that, I, that had so much drama. I miss that. Honestly, I would savor the... I watched the show on DVR. I savored that show because I didn't want to rush it. I That's actually, how good it was. I, I, and I never do this. I watched that show entirely over again. Yeah, I it did was, that with Mad Men, by the way. I did that with, and I'm, I've done that a little bit with Sons of Anarchy. It gets better. Sometimes the second time you see your show, you see it more clearly than the yes, first time. Yes, it's true. Sometimes you miss stuff. Yeah. The, the, and now you obviously seen the whole thing, so you know the characters, you process things, and then you watch it again, you're like, oh, I didn't catch that the first time. Oh, I, I see that here, and you know, it's foreshadowing. Or maybe there's something in the storyline that might have slipped by you, a minor detail that was actually kind of important. Uh, and there's also a spinoff of the Sons of Anarchy. Did you yeah. start watching it? The Mayans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Mayans. I Mayans liked it good. too. I yeah. wonder when it's coming back. I think it's, well, it was September was the September, first one. September, yeah. So you would think sometime yeah. later this year. I love Better Call Saul. That's another I one. I like that it too. Was really that, I can watch that. That should be due back soon as well, yeah. right? Yeah, nice. that's a good show. The Americans. You ever watch The Americans? No, but uh, that's the, a good show too. The uh, I know the with the actor Kelly Acoin who's in there is also yeah, brilliant. Dollar Bill. He is, yeah, but he he's doesn't a, look. He, he doesn't look like him. He's, he's a guy. big. He's a big fantasy guy because he was in the. Uh, we did a celebrity draft a couple years ago, and uh, he was in it. So he's also a big Portland Trailblazers fan. But when you see him in Americans, you won't realize it's Dollar Bill because he's got some he sort of Davy Crockett right? hair thing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't look like him. But uh, yeah, they, Billions was out was off last night because they were trying to uh, put everything was Game of Thrones. That is my guess because not only did they have that off, but there's another show I watched in Showtime called The Shy in the second season. That was off too, right? Yeah, Commons involved in that. So both those shows were off, and it's like weird. So, so they're going to be off, and then this weekend, upcoming Memorial Day weekend, they're going to be on. It's like <laughs> it had to be planning, right. It should have been off for two weeks, to be honest with you. I I mean I, I don't mind it being on memorial day weekend i mean i know some people go away and they're away sunday night so that's why but you know it, it's on demand i mean a lot of people watch it on demand now anyway that's why i was a little surprised that they did take off this week i understand game of thrones was going to be watched by many it's been talked about but you've had that situation for the last six weeks what was different this week i know it's the finale and it ends but the same amount of people, I think, would, would have been watching anyway. So I, I was a little surprised by that. Because you can just watch it on demand if you don't watch it live. I get very upset where sometimes you're like, who, who are the TV executives that thought this was this brilliant idea to put billions up against Game of Thrones? It just makes no sense. Because you're talking about two good, great TV shows. Give them, their, give them space. Why do you have to put, match them up against each other? Uh, oh, man, I just were uh, a sidetrack for a second. Better Call Saul's not going to be out in 2019. What the what? hell? Yeah. You, somebody tweeted you that? Or are you looking no, up? I'm looking. Uh, I just Googled it to see, okay, when is it coming back? And it says yeah. it's not going to be uh, the fifth season will not air in 2019. 
So well, like, the only thing I know I think about that it is, is coming had, back. But they it, had problems with getting a contract to, to do that again. So maybe it delayed this year. So it has to be in 2020. But maybe it'll be like March of 2020 and not like September. I'll yeah. forget everything by then, dude. No, yeah, I guess it's saying something with production, yeah. and they didn't want it to run alongside The Walking Dead in October. Why? Walking Dead Sunday, Better Call Saul's Monday. Like, oh, what? whatever. So, anyway, but yeah, so what you were saying about, yeah, I wonder if, did uh, the Billions thing, you're right with Game of Thrones, because it's only six weeks. It was six episodes, yeah. so you wouldn't want to interfere with that, and I wonder if, Maybe they didn't know the release date, and they already had set it, and then it came out, and they were like, oh, no. That would be my only guess as to what happened. Otherwise, they didn't care. Maybe because, you know, they have different shows. What was the show? There was something that ended on uh, Showtime before Billions. They had a show. Maybe it was, uh, oh, the show that I, I like, too. There was a couple other shows that just ended. So maybe With they – Ray, Don, not Ray, Ray Donovan. Donovan was one, yes. Right. But that, Ray Donovan's like a summer show. He's like an August show. But that ended just before, and then I think there was one other show too. But maybe it's just the way it was. No, the, out you know what the show it. was? Well, the show was uh, Black Monday. Yeah, that, I watched that. That was a new one. That yeah. was not bad. I liked it. It's okay. And then do you watch Smilf? No, is that any good? Oh, yeah. the other one um, that's been around a long time with the the chick who left from New York. The, it's, been, it's been on like nine seasons. The dysfunctional family. Shameless? Yes, that oh, was on the girl, right my, before. My, my neighbor? Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, that show yeah. was on right before yeah. also. So maybe just the way it lined up, it, they kind of had to do it at that time. I, I guess that's true. It just always seems like in my whole life, there'll be like two shows I really want to watch. And at they the put them on time. at the same time. You're like, come on. Yeah, but the thing with DVR and on demand now, it's not that right. big a deal. So what I would do, so Game of Thrones, I have to watch live because everyone goes on social media and, right. and ruins it. Right. So that was at 9 o'clock. And I would record Billions, but then I realized Billions comes out midnight on demand. So I started also on watching. the West Coast. It's on at one a.m. You know that, right? Right. So yeah. I started watching it like if I was late Saturday night, I would watch it when it came out at midnight. To and that just saved some time. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes if I want though, if I want Mrs. Roto to watch with me though, I have to do it like the next day, and then right. it gets ruined. I'm like, I don't don't tell me anything. You know, people call me. I go, don't say a word. Right? I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, it's crazy. People just ruin stuff. Like, they were doing it yesterday for Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. there were still people that haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And luckily, I just don't go on Twitter on Monday morning. And, and I don't even understand what they're saying half the time. So right. I just don't pay you won't attention. Know anyway. You'll probably be like, what were, I don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> I do want to see it. I'm not avoiding it. I just think I need to see it, like, in a year or so when I can just concentrate on it. Or, yeah, you can binge watch it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know Craig Mish did it recently. Like, the whole thing, and he was ready up until the uh, start, so he was all caught up. He did gonna, it like in a month. My next show is going to be Banshee. I'm going to binge watch that. I've heard some pretty good stuff about that, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm going to binge watch that. It's four seasons of that, so I may go there first and then go to game GOT. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to binge watch next. I'm going to binge watch the Lakers, Ronas. Can you tell me about Magic Johnson going on TV and just throwing Rob Palenka under a bus? I mean, that was Brutal. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dysfunction there. And I guess, uh, I don't know, if did someone else come out and say something before Magic? And that's the reason why he is open about this. Like, I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw a clip. Well, the clip that I saw basically was Magic goes, there's too many people getting her ear. 
Jeannie Buss's ear. I'm supposed to have the final say, and she would never, and I couldn't get the final say because people were having too much authority, and it was a problem. And you know what? At least I respect that he, he appears to be honest about it. You never really know because you're not there. But I could see him, look, and then these guys are like, well, you're not around, Magic. You're not in the office. Well, what, But look, at the end of the day, you hire Magic because of his relationship with the players because he can get Anthony Davis to come to L.A. where Rob Palenka can't. Yeah, and Magic's got money, man. He don't really care. Like, you know, he wanted the power of the decision-making. Like, this is not a big deal for him, you know? It's not like he needs the job. He's got money, and obviously he wasn't happy with uh, everything that went on there. But the truth is, don't you think I'm right? Like, when you bring in Magic, you bring him in because there's LeBron. You could bring players in, right? General managers don't bring players in. Magic does, Bird does, people that they tr- the players trust. Yeah, he's a likable guy, great reputation, and he can definitely draw some talent there. So that would be the reason to have him in that spot. Do you think Polinka gets fired now? Do you think Shagini Bush just has to clean house and start over? Doesn't seem like it. I don't. Know. I don't think she's gonna do it. What player would ever go there now? You think Anthony Davis wants to go there now, or is LeBron enough to deflect all this crap? Yeah, I'm sure LeBron will talk to them and say, "Look, it's overblown. Don't worry about it. We got a really good shot to win here." So it's basically taking LeBron's word. It's mm, a tough one. All right, real quick. Uh, did you watch uh, Milwaukee and Toronto last night? Yeah, I mean, I had the I was watching Game of Thrones and had the the game on my phone, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, this is going to double overtime of all nights." So, I thought it was a game. Obviously, Toronto had to have, and I did think they were going to win. But man, they just scared me a couple times because Giannis fouled out uh, early in the first overtime, and Kawhi Leonard looked like he was hurting, dealing with a quad and limping around, but. The Raptors were somehow able to escape and get this game, uh, a much-needed game, but it wasn't easy for them to, to get this W. No, it was not at all, but, I mean, that's a game if you don't win, it's over. So, I mean, at least you have a fighting chance now, but are you too tired to win game four, or do you think you had a shot to win game four? They have a shot, but I'm a little concerned. I mean, Kawhi played 52 minutes in this game. Siakam played 51. I mean, he missed a couple of big free throws at the end of regulation. Missing two in the final 10 seconds. Uh, they just not getting enough production. I mean, Marcus Holt finally played better. He was not good in the first two. Kyle Lowry fouled out in this one, so you didn't, you know, he didn't have to go big minutes. He only went 32. So they're going to have to rely on him a little bit more. I mean, Danny Green only hit one shot. It was a big three. I think it was in the second overtime, but they need more from him. And, you know, this is a game where Giannis had 12 points, man. 12 points, and but you Chris, still need a double overtime. Chris Middleton's shot selection at the end of the game was really bad. Yeah, I didn't like the three, the pull-up three at the top of the key. They had time. They had time. Why, why, are you not, why is the ball not in Giannis's hands? I mean, I, I respect that Middleton wants to take that shot, but you're, the, the, the second-best player in the NBA needs to touch the ball. Yeah, and they rushed, they rushed it, too. They had time there, so that, that was not good. Uh, Brogdon did play well off the bench. Even Hill has played well in this series, too. He had a couple big baskets. He actually led the team in scoring with 24. So, You know what's uh, interesting about a guy like Hill? He looks good, and then next year he ends up on another team, and he doesn't play as well, and you're, you're hoping that you got this year's George Hill. Sometimes guys like that just have a run in them and nothing more. Yeah, and he's coming off the bench, too. So you know he's not being unrelied upon to do too much, uh, and he's just playing very well right now. So... Look, Toronto got the win, but, man, they are going to need better production. Van Fleet was one of 11 from the field. Green was one of nine. 
Uh, they're just going to need a lot more. Uh, Kawhi is carrying right now. He had the big steal towards the end of the game. So it looked like he was hurting, but he came through with some really, really clutch plays, and uh, Toronto needed him badly. Dude, Van Fleet was was bricking. I mean, some serious bricks, dude. Yeah, it was bad, uh, but they found a way to escape, and now they need to find a way to, to even this series at two. Obviously, Milwaukee I would wants to get this over with because they know Golden State's going to have a lot of rest and get healthy, and it's going to buy Durant more time, Iguodala if that injury turns out to be a little bit more significant. So uh, Milwaukee's going to want to try and close this out uh, in five if they can. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, it was a huge night in fantasy baseball free agency, the fab bidding. I'm going to go through some of the fab bidding in the FSTA, in mixed labor, talk about the numbers. Was it worth it? Some strategies, some fantasy experts left themselves with no money. We'll break it down for you because I think it's critical. This was a big week in free agency. Did people make the right moves? And Adam Ronas and I will do that when we return right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 all right, we're back with Full Time Fantasy. Check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. We're starting to uh, do a lot of uh, Sean Childs getting football ready there, Ronis. Have you seen that? Yeah, he's doing the in-depth team outlooks. Uh, had him on last week, and uh, he's just rolling, going through the AFC East. That's complete. So uh, put a lot of time and effort into it, and they're very in-depth. So you want to get started now while it's in May. Everyone thinks like, oh, it's yeah, I don't need to – to get involved now i think you do more than ever is you got to get started early you want to be ahead of the curve 
I, I find like sh- there's Sean and I'm the anti-Sean. He does like the 10,000 word one and I do like the 1,000 word one. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, though, I would say most people do not like to read a lot anymore. I know. That's why I keep it. If it's over a thousand, dude, I start cutting words because I figure people just don't have the patience to read it all. That's why most of my articles, I try to keep like four or five, six hundred words. You know, you could read that in about two minutes. Boom. That's all you that's all you have time for. I feel like the same way. That's why I like the athletic. But when I read some of those articles, I'm like, wow, do I really have 10 minutes to sit down and read this? Yeah, and that's uh, pretty much how the young generation is, unfortunately. I mean, you know, I don't mind reading long articles if they're very informative. You know, I like the Sports Illustrated-type pieces. All right, let's get to uh, free agency last night. It was a big night, so I'm going to start with the FSTA. Austin Riley goes for $374 out of 1000 The next highest bid was $350. Um, is Austin Riley worth 374 uh, unfortunately, no one knows. Uh, look, if he stays up and plays every day, it'll be worth it. Uh, you know, a lot of these bids come down to, number one, how much money do you have left? Number two, what are your needs? And three, you know, do you have a hole at that position? So, you know, i seen in one of my leagues, uh, in Tout Wars, somebody spent 300 plus on two players. They had the money. They're near the bottom of the standings. Go for it. It's May 20th. If you don't take the shot now, it's not going to work. You're going to be buried, so you might as well take the shot, hope the guys work. Worst case scenario, they become trade bait. So with Riley, we know he's got elite power. He had 15 homers at AAA this year. He came up and is obviously off to a quick start, but it's only five games. And I think they were planning to use him in the outfield anyway because he was already playing the outfield in the minor leagues. He had four games down there, then Inciarte got hurt. So I think they were slowly building him up. So as long as his defense doesn't cost him, I think they continue to put him out there. If Inciarte comes back and Riley's still hitting, then maybe Inciarte becomes the fourth outfielder there. Or remember, Josh Donaldson is not the model of health. He could get hurt. They could put Riley at third base. So there's still a lot of pass for him to work his way into at-bats. And the Braves are in contention for the division title. So as long as he produces and doesn't crush them defensively, then yeah, there is. And he was pretty much the guy that, was number one, I think, on most people's list because he seemed to fetch the most money out of all the prospects called up. All right, and labor, he went for forty-one dollars, so that's out of a, out of a hundred. So that was basically four ten. All right, Willie Calhoun went to Fantasy Alarm for three hundred and twenty-one dollars, and he but he only went for thirteen dollars in uh, in labor was labor. So that's a big difference. So Willie Calhoun three twenty-one, and I want to talk about this for a second because Fantasy Alarm, our friend Howard Bender, left themselves with thirty-five dollars for the rest of the season. I, I don't know, man. So let's let's talk about two things. A, do we like Willie Calhoun that much? And B, would you ever leave yourself with $35 at this point of the season? Yeah, yeah I can't leave myself with $35. Are there $0 bids? Uh, no, I think there's $1 bids. Yeah, that's even worse. So, yeah, I couldn't do that. I mean, I'd have to be basically desperate and saying my season is on the brink of falling apart and I need this bat to keep me alive. But even so, I mean, that's just not a lot of money. We still have four over four months of fab left. I like Calhoun. I think we all expected him to produce last year, and he just didn't and even didn't get the opportunity. Now, the positive is the games he has played, he's hit second. He sat yesterday, but he came into the game and had a pinch hit uh, tying RBI off uh, Hicks. So 
I just think he has to get the opportunity. I was a little bit skeptical last week just because they have Hunter Pence, they have Shinsu Chu, they have Mazzara, Gallo. So it's like, are they just going to rotate and have one sit every day? And that's what they've been doing so far since Calhoun has been called up. You got to think Pence could be traded, Chu could be traded. It still might not be another month and a half until it happens, but Texas is out of it. Like, why not just let this kid play? So... Uh, I did. If he hits, if he hits, he plays. I, I think I feel pretty confident saying that they want this kid up there. They tried last year. They failed last year. He's been he's been locked in right now. Look, I bid thirteen dollars in labor. I tied for the highest bid. I didn't get him because I was somebody was uh, lower in position. But three hundred and twenty-one dollars, dude. I just the next highest bid was one fifty-six. That's a big difference, Adam. Yeah. Again, I think it's just someone who said I, I got to get him. And you know with that bid, you're probably going to get them. And that's the thing with Fab, though. You don't know. They're, in other leagues, there were bids of Calhoun over 200 bucks. So that's the tough part is every league is different. And you're, it's a little bit of a guessing game. You know, you're, obviously, by now, we have a little bit of an idea of the aggressiveness of the league. And you, know, you look and see, okay, who has money left, who needs an outfielder. You, know, you kind of take all those things into consideration. And there are times where... You just overbid. I mean, how many times do we see bids, you know, like 67 bucks and no one else bid? That's that's a terrible feeling, too. No. All right. So the next one, Brendan Rodgers went for $239 in FSTA, and he went for $19 to Rudy Gamble. Um, look, the next highest bid in, in labor was 14 so Rudy was about 5 bucks over. But I think Brendan Rodgers is probably worth 17 or 18 I don't think Rudy overpaid. No, I mean, look, he could actually have the highest ceiling of all the players we mentioned. Again, a lot of it's coming down to playing time, and they all have some potential playing time risk. We've seen it already. A couple guys come up, they didn't hit, boom, they get sent down. Now, I think this group of prospects that came up has a higher pedigree and talent level. You know, with Rodgers, it's, you know, what are the Rockies doing? You know, we've seen this with young players. You would think that they called them up to play second base every day. Daniel Murphy has not looked good. Maybe that finger injury is still bothering him. He's been sitting against a lot of lefties because Ryan McMahon started yesterday at two home runs. So maybe McMahon plays more first base. Rodgers gets the opportunity to play second, you would think, and especially in Coors Field. Uh, he's shown in the past the ability to, to steal bases, too. We haven't seen it this year. He had none in the minors. He had 12 last year at double-A, none at triple-A. But, you know, there is that potential speed element in there. But, you know, you like a player that's at Coors Field playing every day. That's why people liked Daniel Murphy so much this year. Number one, he was a great hitter, and you put him in Coors Field. So everyone who is playing at Coors Field gets a boost, and that's why Rodgers potentially could be the best of this crop. All right, so Fantasy Alarm, our friend Howard Bender, spent $277 on Nicky Lopez. The next highest bid was $155. In mixed labor, Nicky Lopez went for $13. The next highest bid was actually mine at 11 uh, I think Nicky Lopez, my favorite, maybe one of my favorite guys here. He's etched in at number two. He's got steals. He's been hitting the ball well. Uh, it looks like he, they're committed to him. I mean, I, I think that people, 13 bucks I like. I think 277 was a little aggressive. Yeah, I got him in a few leagues as well. He doesn't have power. So, you know, that's the one thing is you're not going to get power out of him. I would think he probably has the best playing time of the group because the Royals are rebuilding. They've called him up. He's hitting second between Merrifield and Mondesi. Really good spot to be in. Royals are an aggressive team. 
Uh, he stole nine bases at AAA this year in 31 games. We have not seen him attempt to steal yet, but it's probably going to come. And he's great on base. He draws walks. He's excellent contact at our, He had a 3.6% strikeout rate this year at AAA, and he's come up a 10.7% strikeout rate in six games. Uh, he'll get on base. So, yeah, I think uh, especially if you need speed uh, or on base or average, then I think he uh, can really help you out. All right, an FSTA, Oscar Mercado goes for $88 to Steve Gardner. The next highest bid was actually me uh, at 80 He went in mixed labor for $13. The next highest bid was 60 So basically he went for 130 in labor versus 88 I think Mercado is worth somewhere between 80 and 90 bucks, Ronis. My concern is what is Cleveland doing with him? Because he's been sitting against righties, and I don't understand it. Why are you going to call this guy up? Your outfield sucks to begin with. I mean, really? You're going to continue to throw Carlos Gonzalez out there? So that's my biggest concern. If this guy is going to be on the shorthanded side of a platoon, it's going to be really difficult in weekly leagues to roll him out. With that said, you know, I, I took a shot on him for real cheap, but you know, the bid probably would have been higher earlier in the week. But once I saw how Cleveland deployed him, it was definitely concerning. He, he has the ability to steal bases, not much pop, but you know, 14 steals in 30 games this year at AAA. So he can run a little bit. I just I don't know what Cleveland's doing. He, I just call him up, let him play every day. You don't have better outfielders there. I want to give a lot of credit to, uh, I think it's Paul Sporer and Labor, and to myself and Tout. I bid heavily on your Don Alvarez, Ronas. Uh, Spore bid five bucks. I should have bid six. I bid a hundred bucks in tout. My team stinks. I think this kid's coming up. If not, I, I, I'm okay losing because I need a big hitter. And this guy is the biggest one out there. Do you have a problem with people anticipating it a week or two or three early? No. I mean, people did it with Keston Hurer in a couple leagues a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that's the time to do it. You get them cheap now. In Tout Wars, if you do it, they have to be in your lineup for the week, so you get a zero unless he's called up this week. I mean, he homered again yesterday. So uh, George Springer is dealing with back tightness. They're saying it's day-to-day, but if that turns into something more where they are cautious and put him on the injured list, maybe Alvarez gets the call. So I don't know what Houston is waiting for. Uh, there's not much left for this guy to prove it, but he has been added in several leagues already. Uh, and he's not available in the NFBC yet. So that is going to be the big prize. And for all the people who lost out on a player this weekend and have money left, you'll be in a prime spot to get Alvarez, assuming he gets the call in the next week or two. So, yeah, I have no problem anticipating, and I've already seen it in a lot of leagues. Yeah, look, I, I think when leagues leave you that opening of bidding on guys early, I, I know I knew I was going to take a big fat zero this week. I don't care. I don't care. It's it's just a, I, I figure I'm going to lose tout if I don't do this move. And maybe I should have done it for Kyle Tucker too. I don't know. It's just something where I, I've got a crappy outfield and the, the rules are so wacky this year with the points league, with the pitching, that I, I mean, I didn't have enough hitting. I spent $180 on hitting, Ronis. It wasn't enough. Yeah, sometimes you have to take that swing at the fence and, you know, hope that the guy gets called up. You know, that's the thing. We never know when these guys are going to get called up. You know, everyone thinks they have an insight. I mean, look at Alvarez and what he's doing. He is just absolutely crushing it down there. Deserves to be called up. Uh, Houston still hasn't called him up yet. All right, let me give you some other names that went, especially in labor. Uh, Sean Anderson went for 6 bucks. Are you a fan? 
I picked them up in NFBC. I did not think I would win them for nine bucks, but I guess because uh, everyone else was focused on all the bats. Uh, he has a two-start week this week, so 15-team leagues. There's just not there's not pitching out there. I play in several 15-team leagues. It is ugly. There's just not a lot out there. So he had pretty good numbers at AAA this year, and uh, pitches in a good home park there in San Francisco. So I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but again, I did pick him up in a league where I was a little desperate for pitching, and he had the two-start week. I but I just didn't. I didn't think nine dollars was enough, and it was. What about Jason Kipnis? Is he uh, de- is he decent again? I had a hot game or two. Uh, I don't trust him, uh, but you know there are times he hits two in that lineup. Lindor's uh, turned it on. He's been running a little bit too. So I just think long term, there's just not much there for him anymore. Uh, he does have three stolen bases, which is a little surprising. But uh, I mean, he's a mediocre option as a middle infield under 15 team league. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I wrote to uh, to Steve Gardner. I said, was the Fangraphs allowed to build on Jordan Alvarez? They got him for five bucks, and the hit was voided. Because in labor, you're not allowed to bid on a guy until he's been brought up, but you couldn't tout. Yeah, that's the same way in the NFBC. They have to be on the 40-man roster called up. So uh, that's why Corbin Martin last week, I think it was past the deadline. So he wasn't available last week, and he was this week. And same thing with Alvarez. The only way... That happens is if the player is drafted and dropped. So if someone drafted Kisten Hura and dropped them, then he is available in the player pool. But if the player has not been called up at all this year and no one drafted him, they cannot be bid on until they get the official call up. Right. So that not that an NFBC rule? So if I draft Hura yes. at the draft, he's in the pool. He's considered in the pool, right? Right. And if you drafted him and cut him, then yes, he can be picked up at any time. By anybody. By anybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. All right, a couple. Here's a guy who went in, in a couple leagues. Kendris Morales picked up by the Yankees. Uh, Colton the Wolfman bid on him. Baseball HQ bid on him. Is he worth a couple of dollars? I think people were doing this just for this week, and that's what you have to do sometimes. Is you play for the week, and they have full four games in Baltimore, and I believe mostly against right-handed pitching. So in uh, a seven-game week, so. Obviously, he came over to the Yankees, hit a couple home runs, and we kind of see that, you know. He does nothing for the A's, goes to the Yankees, and all of a sudden is hitting. So uh, my guess is that was done specifically as a play for this week with four games in Baltimore to start the week. All right. Uh, Were there any other players that you saw that went uh, like Ryan Presley or Josh James or were any guys out there? Ryan Presley was available? In he was out there in a, in a couple of leagues, yeah. I mean, are there any guys out there that you're like, wow, that, that Jordan Luplo? I mean, any guys like that that you were like, oh, Cole Irvin, guys that you thought were good pickups for a buck at the end? Uh, Luis Urias from San Diego. Uh, I think he could get the call soon. So with people obviously focusing on all the middle infielders that were called up, I thought he was a interesting buy that could work out. Ian Kinsler has struggled. Uh, obviously, Tatis should be back. Uh, May 24th is the scheduled date for him. So I think that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, Danny Santana for Texas while Andrews is out. He was picked up in some leagues. Kyle Seeger is on the way back. I saw him picked up in some leagues as well. Uh, but also, this is a week, too, you want to look at the drops. And uh, Travis Shaw was dropped in a lot of leagues, and uh, that's a guy I would be picking up. Uh, this he's a lot of power the last couple years and was definitely a slow start, but he is expected to begin a rehab assignment on Wednesday. Uh, I don't think they're just going to give up on him like that. So uh, no, I, think I agree he's with an, that. I think he's an interesting guy to pick up. 
All right, I, got a tr- I have a trade for you here. One of my friends just texted me while we were on the air. Somebody, he has Luis Castillo, and people have offered him Josh Bell, Victor Robles, Matt Olson, Ben Attendee. Would you trade a pitcher straight up for a hitter now, or is pitching so bad that you need to hold on to a Castillo as long as possible? Yeah, it's tough, man. I really find it difficult to trade a pitcher right now. Obviously, Castillo has been lights out, and I think it's legit. There are some, the walks have been a little high, but his changeup is so nasty. And I know, I know the weather's heating up in Cincinnati's a tough park, but it's really difficult to trade pitching because just when you think you have enough, guys go down. You know, I've had leagues and then lost glass now and another guy, and it's like, oh, shoot. Now all of a sudden I'm trying to get my eighth and ninth spots filled where for weeks I was doing good because these pitchers go down. So it's really hard to trade Castillo for – unless you really need the bat and you have enough pitching, it's hard to do. Yeah. It really is. I, I said that. Now he has good pitching. He, he had Paddock and Herman. I was like, look, those guys are only going to throw 150, 160 innings. Castillo's a guy, Kai, that could go 190. You may need him at the end of the season. Yeah, that's what you have to look at, too. The guys who are pitching well, that some of them are on innings limits. Yeah, that's true. All right, when we come back, we'll look at the night slate and MLB. We'll do it right this, right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, The one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Game time decisions. Dude out there that has a fetish that he eats hair out of people's bathtubs. Dear God. Oh God. Yeah, you want to eat some hair out of my drains? That happened to me with my ex-girlfriend, too. She get mad. Uh-huh. And I said I was taking a shower, and it's like up to my knees all the time. Exactly. And she goes, so why are you telling me? And I said, well, between the two of us here, it's not my hair in the bath. She's like, it could be you. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, guys, did you seize the opportunity and live bet the Raptors when Giannis fouled out in double overtime last night? Take a shot and open a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book, by going to FanDuel.com backslash grid, where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grid. 
Call into the show with your winning wager and walk us through your bet. We'd love to hear from you. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Do you think that's going to be like the, the new thing that people can bet in-game, right, Adam? Oh, think that's- crazy. I think I got an alert yesterday that you can do pitch by pitch now. I was like, what? I mean. So what are, what are you betting on exactly? Whether he's going to throw guess, ball, strike, single, double? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, I, I do a little of the in-game sometimes. Like, honestly, Saturday night. So I was out with my girl, and we were watching the game uh, while we were eating. And I was like, man, I feel really bad because I had bet against the Warriors that night. Uh, it was Portland by two and a half. And I'm like, I just hate betting against Golden State. It's like the worst feeling in the world. Remember, Portland was up 15. At, at halftime, I was like, this game is far from over. And Golden State starts coming back, and I'm looking in-game. I'm like, damn, Warriors, plus 275 to win. Take it. Do this. And I didn't. And I'm like, like, why did I do it? Oh, dude. So, yeah, no, the in-game stuff is fun. Like, last night I did um, Toronto at the end of the first quarter by one and a half. They covered easily. So, yeah, you know, I'll do that. And then some of the – I did it in-game this year for football, the Cowboys Saints. I was like – Remember, the Cowboys dominated that first half, and they were up like 13-0 or 13-3. And I said, man, Cowboys had the foot on the throats of the Saints, and they let them back in it. They're not winning this game. And I put money on the Saints' money line. I was actually kind of happy that I didn't win that bet because Dallas won the game. But, yeah, I think that is definitely a a big thing now. Uh, Obviously, people— Now, when you bet that Toronto bet, did you bet that quarter, or did you bet the The whole game? The quarter, first quarter. First quarter, they were favored by one and a half, so— you know, I said they're home. They're going to be energetic. They're going to come out and jump to a lead. And, you know, one and a half is not a lot anyway. So, yeah, there's just so many There's so many different things. The player props are good, too. Like, the other day, Martin Perez was pitching. Four and a half was his over-under on strikeouts. I'm like, what? Have, have people been looking at Martin Perez? So, I took the See, over. I, I told you, I think that's where our advantage comes in. Because, yes. look, in Vegas, I'm used to betting halftime, first half, second half. But the prop bets, man, there are some that are just so bad. Like, Mar- Martin Perez, you're right. People look at the old Martin Perez, two, three strikeouts a game. The new Martin Perez, way more than that. Yeah, and you know, basically what we do in fantasy anyway is we're doing projections. We're projecting each week what we think players are going to do. So you're basically taking your fantasy knowledge, moving it over to player props, and winning money in that fashion. So if you play fantasy, it makes sense to at least look at the player props, and they're not always going to hit, but you can find advantages there because I don't think they look at that stuff as closely as the lines I mean obviously the lines are for years have been huge I think player props are are getting a little bit more popular but I still don't think they focus on that on much and there's probably limits too I I haven't seen what exactly they are but obviously the focus is on the lines the over-unders so the player props you you can find some where you're like this doesn't make any sense at all and we know as fantasy players because we follow this daily well, I, you know, I wish I was. Uh, we had sports book down here in Florida. We don't. I might have to go through my friend Adam Ronis in New Jersey. But during football season, you know, a lot of times over and under catches, over and under yards. I mean, I, we got to start taking advantage of that, Adam. Really do. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man, for real, because that's uh, what we're looking at on a daily basis. And especially with some players that have had like the seed of a breakout but it's still there's doubt there like a martin perez you know that's where you can uh, gain the advantage 
All right, let's take a look at the night's slate. Speaking of advantages, the Yankees have one. J.A. Happ goes against Andrew Kashner. Yankees minus close to 200 there. Over-under is 9.5. Kashner's always good for a game or two, Ronis. I mean, he's 4-2 and this year. Can he go 5-2? and Uh, I doubt it. I just think that in Camden Yards that the Yankees will hit him. So I know the numbers have been pretty good. But in the end, do you really trust Kashner? I just think it's really difficult to. Uh, I know the Yankees don't have their full lineup there, but they're still finding ways to win, man. They're still producing offensively. All right. Uh, Washington and the Mets. Patrick Corbin, who's looked great against Drew Gagnon. Uh, do, I don't know much about Drew Gagnon. Gagnon's you know not starting. He's not starting. It's going to be Wilmer Font. They made that change. Oh, okay. There we go. So, I mean, I love Patrick Corbin. The Mets, though, against lefties, J.D. Davis, uh, Alonzo, Rosario, Ramos, the Mets are decent against lefties. I mean, do you like Corbin tonight, or would you take a shot of the Mets? I don't don't know what the Mets' mindset is going to be today. They were embarrassing this weekend. There is no excuse whatsoever for the Mets to get swept by the Marlins and to have three hits in two games. They look like a team that didn't want to be on the field. They look lifeless. They look listless. A lot of rumors about Mickey Calloway being let go. Uh, I was just going to say, is he gone? Is he gone? Is he gone? The only reason why I'm I'm not sure is the Mets are cheap. Do they want to pay two managers? Because they'd have to owe him money and then pay someone else. But they have to do something. And really, was he Brody? Was he Brody's guy? Did Brody like Calloway? Do you think he was no, just no? Calloway up Calloway was there before Brody. No, I know. Him. I mean, but do you think Brody just felt like he was putting up with him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his thoughts are on Callaway, but it's not, look, Callaway, it's not all his fault. I mean, this goes back to ownership. That's the problem. They have a losing culture there. They can get rid of Callaway, bring someone else in. Nothing's going to change until the Wilpons are out. They treat this like a small market club, and that's why they're going to continue to suck. They have a losing culture. Uh, so, like, it's easy to pick Corbin tonight. He should dominate this team. I don't care what righties they have in there. He's already faced them three times this year, and he's been really good in all of them, and he's been phenomenal, and the Mets strike out a ton. Do the Mets, do the Mets have heart tonight and show up? I don't know. That's the one thing. This is not the, X, this is not the numbers. This is just, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling the Mets might wake up, but at the same time, they're a dormant team. Like Everything points to playing Corbin tonight. You cannot... What is the negative about Corbin except his price? There's nothing. 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 Let me ask you this about about baseball managers. Do you think baseball managers impact a game as much as any other manager in any other sport? Well, yes and no. I mean, they make the lineup. So, like Alex Cora to me, is he's he's a people guy. The players like him. You know, they play for him. They still play hard for him. But like, I don't know. Sometimes you find like managers make curious moves. But it's not like an NBA coach. Not like an NFL coach. Sometimes I find like, I, what kind of manager do? If a guy can't get a hit, he can't get a hit. How is that the manager's fault? Well, it, the Mets need a scapegoat right now. You know, they're playing horribly. You know, again, you can't get swept by the Marlins. So they're getting a lot of attention right now. And what are they going to do? Cut Cano? No. They're not going to make a trade immediately, so they have to do something. That's the thing is when you're struggling and things are not going right, okay, well, what are you going to do? you got to stir it up. So who's the first person to go? The manager. So they'll do that. That that Cano deal was terrible, by the way. 
I mean, I, I like getting Edwin Diaz, I really do, but Cano, I mean, batting him third. Didn't you feel like this guy had no more left in him? His gas tank was done. I wasn't sure because, you know, he had the suspension last year. You know, with him, he's getting a lot of criticism because he's not hustling. I don't know. He never hustled with the Yankees. It's nothing any different. I, I'm more pissed off that he's not hitting. You know, if I'm pissed off he's batting hit. third. Why not put him at sixth or seventh? If you're not going to hit, don't bat him third. Who do you want to hit third? No one's hitting in this lineup right now. They all suck. Could you, I, I'm just asking you. They all suck, but could you hit McNeil third? Oh, okay, then who's hitting leadoff? Rosario. He does not. He doesn't get on base. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm changing it up. I'm trying to do something. Well, that's what he might have to do today. I mean, just do something drastic. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, they're meeting with the media today. I know Callaway's meeting with them at four. So uh, it's it, that was definitely a rough week and. Uh, you know, they just, no one's hitting right now. All right, let's continue. Seattle, Texas, Mike, take a leak against Mike Miner. Uh, Texas favored. Uh, a lot of wins. 22 mile hour per wins going on there, Ronas. Blowing out? Blowing in. Oh, okay. Hmm. That uh, That's interesting because uh, Texas is a park that we don't like to use our pitchers in. Miner's been pretty good, though, but uh, yeah. it's tough to use them. In Texas. I mean, Seattle, though, has not been hitting much lately either, but they still have those. Seattle's coming back to the earth. They're coming back to earth. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone knew that was going to happen. They just got off to a sizzling start, and uh, now they're basically mediocre again. But that was the best thing that could have happened to them. If you're a Mariners fan, and hi to my friend Andy out there. But because uh, but now you can, you can move a Bruce, you can move an Encarnacion. They have way more value than if they were like, you know, two, two and 30 at this point. Yeah, if they're above 500 in a wild card condition, there's always that urge to say, hey, well, maybe we should add a guy or two because we can make a push. And a lot of times it's uh, false hope. So at least here now they're falling out of it. They're three under 500 and they can go with the plan, which is what they had coming into the year, which was to rebuild anyway. All right, Philadelphia against the Cubs. Jake Arrieta against you, Darvish. You, Darvish, has been a train wreck, Adam. He's coming off his best start where he didn't walk anyone, but that was against the Reds, and the Reds don't walk. So tougher lineup here against the Phillies. I just don't see how you can trust Darvish. He's shown no consistent ability to throw strikes. He, you know, he he throw the velocity's fine. He gets a lot of swings and misses. He just can't find the strike zone. And uh, there are a few patient hitters in that Phillies lineup that can make him work. So I just I'm surprised the number's eight and a half though in this game. I thought it would be higher. Arietta hasn't been great lately either. No, he's been okay. All right, White Sox again. Houston, Ryan Burrigan's Brad Peacock. Houston's minus 255. I'm just going to say this. I will never bet on Brad Peacock. That's too. He's not a good enough pitcher for me. I, I, 255 is too much. As far as using him for DFS? Yes, yes. I, I just can't buy in because I think that's a guy I fade. It's a guy I fade because he could let up five runs tonight, and you paid a lot of money for him. Do you think he's going to be popular tonight, though? Yes. Well, no. You've got Corbin. Corbin will be number one. I would think Peacock will be number two. Ahead of Paddock? Ooh, Pat, yeah, Paddock two, then Peacock three. I like Paddock a and lot he, tonight. And even Weaver, who's pitched well. I can't, yeah, but you can't go. But Weaver's going up against Paddock. I know. I think Peacock and mine, people look at the line. Minus 255, you think, and Ryan Burr, Ryan Burr is going to get killed tonight. So you think you're getting the win with, with Peacock. You're paying for the win. Yeah, and it's a good matchup, too, against the White Sox. So, yeah. Uh, Peacock said, uh, 
his last start was okay, and he had a dominant start against KC where he struck out 12. All right, Atlanta's against the Giants. Mike Soroka against Andrew Suarez. I like I like Soroka. That's a guy that I'd be betting on tonight. That's my that would be my pitcher. If I I, I could see Paddock Soroka there. Yeah, I think I don't see how you don't like Soroka. He goes to a great pitching environment. He's pitched very well this year. ERA of zero point nine eight. Now he hasn't been getting many strikeouts lately. He's just seven strikeouts over his last thirteen innings. That was against St. Louis in Arizona, but. Yeah, the way he's pitching, I mean, it seems like a, an easy call tonight. All right, Minnesota against the Angels. Jake over easy against Felix Pena. Uh, Pena is going to come into that game. He's been very good, but I don't like this matchup. The Twins are just an excellent hitting team. And, and as much as I like Pena against the, the Detroit Tigers and teams like that, I don't like him against the Twins. Yeah, Twins are a team you don't want to pick on right now. They've been so good offensively. I do like Pena as a pitcher overall, though, and I do have him active in seasonal leagues because of his two-start week, but uh, not the ideal spot for him tonight here against the Twins. All right, and the Diamondbacks going against the Padres. Luke Weaver, who's looked very good this year against Chris Paddock, who's been sensational. Uh, Paddock just doesn't go deep in games here, Adam. But the guy's 3-2 and two with a 1.99 ERA. It's six and a half run total. I guess in DraftKings you could use both pitchers, couldn't you? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, you know, Weaver's been really good. Gets a good matchup here against the uh, Padres, who have been striking out quite a bit. Paddock has been very efficient. Uh, it's crazy because they don't allow him to throw many pitches, but he's still been able to go six innings in a lot of his starts uh, this year. So he's been very economical. You know, his last start, he only went four and two-thirds against the Dodgers. But look at the starts before that. He went seven and two-thirds, six, seven, six. So... Uh, he hasn't been walking, guys. That's been a big key. And, of course, he has the ability to rack up the strikeouts. 49 strikeouts and 45 and a third this year. All right, so who are we stacking tonight? I know we know our pitchers, but who are we stacking tonight? Are you stacking Yankees against Kashner? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, you stacking sure. Rangers against Seattle? Against Mike Leak in Texas? Yeah, I think you could do that, too. You stacking Nationals against Wil- Wilmer Font? Yeah, for sure. Because he's going to go two, three innings. Then you get into that bullpen. Yeah, I think you can, man. I mean, Font does not look good. Rendon Rendon kills the Mets. Bryce Harper's 4,000 on DK, man. He can't get a hit, dude. He's homered in two straight games. He's seven for his last um, 25. He's starting to heat up. He's very, yeah, he's been very streaky this year. Every time I played him, he's been. Well, I know I know that. So did I. I played him last week, and he did nothing, but he's finally starting to heat up, and uh, he's 4,000 on DK. When's the last time we saw him 4,000? No, no, I know. it's it, That's almost too – I know they're shock. I know. I, I guess they're kind of begging you to take it, but, you know, you know how these home run hitters are, and especially a guy like Harper, and it's two straight games now. So uh, I'm going to play him tonight, and if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to sit there with any regrets. I just think that – He's starting to heat up. He's seen the ball well. I haven't seen what the weather is in Chicago. 51 degrees? How? It's like 88 in New York. Well, do you know what that means? In three days, it's going to be cold in New York. New York weather is usually Chicago weather three days later. Yeah, it's like 80, 88 here today. Really? Yep. A bomb right 80 now. something. 84 no, it's, yeah, right four, now. You watch, Ronas. Take a look at the weather. Take a look, look at the weather. What's today? Monday? Look at Wednesday or Thursday's weather. What does it say? 76, 75. Really? Yep, it's going to be high 70s all week. Really? Usually it gets progressively, whatever Chicago has, New York has like two days later. 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's gonna die out, and it's over Chicago right now. But yeah, I see Suckers. fifty-one degrees. How about the Houston stack? A little Chirinos, Diaz. Well, stack? Diaz might not play, so keep an eye on that. He's been out. He hurt his hamstring Saturday. Set out yesterday. I kept him in season leagues because they said he's probably going to sit today and he could be back Tuesday. Um, Springer, Marisnik, because Springer probably is out. Springer's not playing today from what I saw. So, so you think Marisnik goes to, to lead off? Uh, he could. If not, he'll be cheap, right? I, would think, I don't know. I, I'm assuming, well, FanDuel probably didn't upgrade his price. I don't know. If well, DK the only problem that. with Marisnik is that he bats ninth and he gets you three at-bats a game. And that's that's Gumpler. He could be. Will he be near the top? Let me see, because they have no Altuve, no Springer. Who, and, and Diaz could be out, so yeah. maybe, maybe, right? I mean, Michael Brantley, could you bat him one? You could, but then you push everyone else up a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, you're so Don Alvarez. Can you bat him one? Just on uh, he's he's not up. Yeah, if he was, oh, if he was up, if he was up, it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like crazy old. Best day ever. Best day ever. All right, guys, this is Doctor O saying, "Be well and take care." Keep it here for another hour of full time fantasy. Who you got coming up, Adam? I'll be solo this hour. All right. Well, you want to keep it right here for Adam talking fantasy baseball. We're back right after this.